Never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kepler run less than 12 parsecs. to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Cheyenne. As I think a few of our team members have followed you for a while and watched your streams and hung out. And I know Grace always recommends like rating you during our Twitch streams. Um, and then last, was it last week? Last week you joined yeah. us for a stream? Yeah, we had a huge party last week. We uh, played Battlefront 2. But uh, yeah, we found you guys through Grace. And uh, oh, nice. it's been awesome. It's been awesome getting to get to know you guys, getting to talk to people about Star Wars and hanging out. So Oh, yeah. It's that. awesome to have more fans, more friends. We love making the circle bigger. It's so fun. Um, so today we are going to do a character chat about Poe Dameron. Um, I know Kimmy and I are both excited. I hope our listeners are excited. We've kind of just been picking our favorite characters to do this for, which I just love. Um, it's not like in particular order. There's no like deep science behind why we are talking about who we're talking about. It's just I asked the guests, I'm like, who do you want to talk about? Um, but before we do that, Kimmy, I want our listeners to get to know you. So we're going to ask you a few Star Wars questions. None of them are too deep. They're all very chill. And if you don't have an answer for them, if you or if you're just like, I don't know, you can say that. I don't care, you know. Um, so the first question is, when did you get into Star Wars? Um, I actually grew up with Star Wars, so I have siblings who are way older than I. Um, so my brother grew up with the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, you know, young enough to remember the stuff as it happened. And when I was younger so about four he used to put on return of the jedi for me all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, and i remember watching that vhs going to sleep like every night because it was the coolest thing ever and uh it's just kind of stuck with me it's been a family thing so nice i feel like it makes sense to us yeah yeah i agree my i didn't have any uh siblings that were into it but my parents got me into it and it was it was always kind of a family affair when we watched it at home and then um seeing uh the prequels for the first time when i was a kid was amazing oh so. yeah having like my own star wars to watch it was like this is mine this is i can watch this, this yeah is, like I, my own thing that i get to do and then having like the sequels come out and having my brother's kids and my sister's kids being part of that it's yeah like, this is so cool <laughs> it's so nice it's so comforting my friend actually right now as we speak is uh watching she might be done with episode seven right now so she's now officially in the sequel trilogy and she watched it in timeline order not release date order um so she's asking me a lot of questions and i'm just like i'm not gonna like the sequel trilogy has so much content in it you have no idea you need to just watch it don't ask me anything like there's watch and then watch it again yeah there's just so much going on so much going on so she and like her kids are i think her kids at this point are not necessarily too young like her older one probably could get it he's like four um but her younger one probably wouldn't understand it because when I saw it, I was four. So I was just, like, yeah. pumped, you know? Um, yeah, it's just so different to think about, like, the kid's mind with the sequel trilogy, my mind with the prequel trilogy, and then, like, how adults in the fandom currently saw um, the originals as adults. Like, a lot of the people that I talked to were adults when they came out yeah. rather than kids, and I'm just like, that's insane. 
it's it's weird when you get to talk to people too about like what generation they got into it with Mm -hmm. like you know i watched the originals obviously but Mm -hmm. like having like i said before like having the uh the prequels be my generation yeah was kind of cool but like seeing other people how they get into it because i took my friends to see um when i was like oh my god i think it was eight when phantom menace came out and i remember i took one of my friends with me because we were having like a party Mm -hmm. and she'd never seen star wars (gasps) this was her first star wars so like for her to come in from that Mm -hmm. and then have to watch the original trilogy and then finally getting to see how the story plays out amazing it's like the best experience to have somebody like see it for the first time yeah it's so cool i love it so much um so your favorites we're gonna go through like a few favorites your favorite character favorite character of all time would definitely have to be leia nice okay is there a reason why um she's just a very strong character like she was a role model growing up and like it's different when you see like i'm a huge disney fan Mm -hmm. i love disney princesses i just love everything about disney but like seeing those princesses versus like princess leia princess leia wasn't just you know some girl locked in a tower she kicked butt she Mm -hmm. just did whatever she wanted to do she knew what was right and she stood up for it Mm -hmm. and that was just a great role model to have growing up especially the today not seeing a lot of well we are getting a lot more of like strong female leads which is awesome but Mm -hmm. we have to like thank her she's what paved the way she got more of like the strong female character that we needed, that role model that wasn't gonna just sit back and take it. She yeah. was gonna fight. So, yeah. And yeah. in a space in a male dominated genre as well too, which just like I feel like not necessarily that it gets overlooked. I think that's really kind of the point, you know, of her role and everything. It's it's in a genre dominated by men, literally written by a man and edited by a woman, <laughs> his wife. Like it's just yeah. There's so many, like, little snippets in it that people, I think, forget about Leia's reasoning or Leia's kind of purpose and inspiration for people, you know? Um, Do you have a least favorite character? I have have a few. Not least favorite, but, like, I just have characters that, not that I don't like them, they're Mm -hmm. just disappointing on how they turned out. Okay. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, so it's not really that I... I mean, I guess we could all say Jar Jar Banks at the end of the day. So, <laughs> but um, I'd have to say I'm more disappointed in, like, out of the... Out of all the characters, I guess, would be Finn. Finn oh. was probably my most disappointed character. Okay. he started out so... I don't know. He just started out like he could have been something more. And then they just kind of pooped on his arc at the end there. And I was very upset about it because could have had so much more with him it's a, it's such a cool story too a, a def, like he's a stormtrooper who defects and then goes to the other side and mm-hmm. like there was so much we could have had from him and then it just seemed like everything that he had going from was shoehorned at the end and we didn't really touch upon it it was kind of kind of kind of lame so yeah it's not really a good Finn's fault that's fair that's kind of where that is that's fair yeah. no absolutely and it's it's nice to have a a different view of the definition like you know that it's not finn's fault but it's it's what you're most disappointed in so that would that makes sense entirely um your favorite lightsaber battle favorite battle oh gosh um i'm gonna say the i'm gonna say the obi-wan anakin lightsaber battle because it's (laughs) just there's so much passion it's like brother fighting brother and like you know, the betrayal that's behind it. It's so good. There's so many good lightsaber battles, too. Yeah. But that one just, 
I don't know. As much as people like to crap on the the pre the uh, the prequels, I love them. I do too. <laughs> I love them a lot. Like, Me they're too. Mine. Like, I'm, a, I'm biased to them, so that one, yeah, that one definitely is my my favorite. Yeah, mine's from prequels too. It's Duel of the Fates. It's yeah. iconic. They're both iconic, and I I think two BTS uh, videos of them training really make me love it more. <laughs> Like, we didn't, I don't think we get to see a lot of, like, Ray Park's BTS of that, but for, uh, yeah, for Ewan and, uh, Hayden, their BTS of them just goofing around and also being amazing at the same time is incredible. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote from the franchise? Oh, you're asking a lot of hard questions. Just I know. Like this... <laughs> <laughs> They're surface level. <laughs> it is hard. I can't think of my favorite quote, to be honest. I had to, oh gosh, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what my favorite would be. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with this one. I, t- sometimes I don't even ask it, and sometimes I do, s- simply for the sheer fact of, like, to me, hearing someone's favorite quote is one of the, like, an inside scoop, you know? Yeah. Like, but mine tends to change, so oh, yeah. it always is, really yeah, yeah. Um, because we could go, like, for, you know, the more, like, the classics. Like, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Like, yeah. something like that. Or even, like, the more profound, like, mm-hmm. do or do not, there is no try. Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Depends on what mood you're in. <laughs> I am the Senate there. I'm going with that one. I, <laughs> I love the it. <laughs> yes. Such a good one, too. Um, I <laughs> Every time I think of quotes from Sidious, I think of uh, Unlimited Power. It's so funny because when you're watching it, it's not funny. You're like, oh no. But in hindsight, I always laugh about that quote. Um, so what, this one's a bit deeper. Uh, what keeps you coming back to Star Wars? Um, well, besides that, it's like, I can't go anywhere in my house without Star Wars being a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just the story, I guess. The whole idea that there's, you know, at the end of the day, it's the basic good versus evil. Mm -hmm. You know, there's really nothing super special about it, like at the bare minimum, but it's just that kind of story that it's, it's fantasy. It's the kind of thing that's like, okay, I, maybe I could be in space one day, and I could, you know, be like a scavenger or something. Like, there's, you always get to root for the underdog in it, Mm -hmm. and you feel like you could be that underdog, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, Ray comes from nothing. Luke Skywalker technically came from nothing, but we found out he's actually kind of important. Right. But, you know, it's it's just like anyone can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's just an inspiring story to keep coming back to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you could own any creature, what would it be? Probably a Wampa. No, a Tauntaun. I want a Tauntaun. Nice. Smelly on inside and outside. Yeah, I do love Tauntauns. I, um... I was reading, oh, I'm still kind of reading, but I was reading Master and Apprentice, and they talked about the Varactyls, the thing that Obi-Wan rode, and the more I read about it, the more I want one. <laughs> That's, it's, I've transitioned from Tauntaun to Varactyl. Um, what color would your lightsaber be? This is our last question. Uh, so it would, I always thought it would be purple, and my lightsaber that I made down in Disney World is purple, mm-hmm. but I it would actually be amber like the oh. amber orangey color yeah it would, it would not be the typical you know blue green or red mm-hmm. i would be somewhere between yeah and that's how you dealt with that weird gray user mm-hmm. that they all talk about so oh yeah 
I always wonder what mine would be because I I do I always say red like it's instinct for it's me to say red yeah and I I'm always just like what what other options do I have <laughs> you know I mean, there's so many too. there's so like, many now that, like, I forgot what is it it's um Knights of the Republic that brought in a lot of just the different colors too and like, I think so and then Jedi Fallen Order kind of it didn't expand on it it kind of let you pick your color, but there was more variety than you would think there would right. be. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, there's a lot of colors to pick from, but I just feel like picking that middle ground, I don't have to be a Sith, and I don't have to be a Jedi. I'm yeah. Just me. I'm just you. Myself. That's it. Um, okay, well, that's it. Those are our get-to-know-Kimmy questions. <laughs> um, but we will go ahead and move forward on to Poe. Um, and... First things first, why did you want to talk about Poe? What's your attachment or interest in him? Um, so I actually had a hard time picking a character. I kind of went back and forth for a little bit, just like, who would I like be a good character to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's so many. There's so many characters in Star Wars. And, like, I jokingly said I want to talk about Bosk, but I don't think we could spend an entire day talking about Bosk. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, we could try. Absolutely. It's a very short podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's... At the end of the day, it was between either him or Kylo Ren, and I'm like, I can't be that fangirl. I just can't. I can't do it. But Bo Dameron is just like, he's he's very relatable. I think is the whole thing with him. Mm-hmm. He's um he's like a hot-headed, cocky son of a beasting. Like he he knows what he wants to do, and he's very passionate about what he does. And because he's so I don't know, it's, it's just, it's very relatable for me, because, uh, you know, I'm told all the time by, like, my girlfriend that I'm very hot-headed, and, like, I cause a lot of problems. Yeah. But because it's something that I'm, I believe in and I'm that passionate about, and it's just, we're kind of the same person, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. I, I get it, like, if there's something that you want to do and there's something that you believe in wholeheartedly, go for it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's considered reckless, and even if you get yelled at by General Organa, it's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. No, I love that. And I love finding the relate relatability between characters. Like, for me, um, Kira is one of my only... I think she's my only Star Wars cosplay that I have right now, but I jumped at the chance to create her as my first cosplay because she I related to her immediately. And it was, it was weird to think about. I was like, sh- her life is so different. She's... It's fake and it's in space, you know? And I was just like, it's fine. Um... But I just, I really, like, uh, vibed with her, for lack of a better word. And I was just like, yeah, you find the thing and you just go with it. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and start this off with my long-winded question. Um, And more, not even just a question, more of a discussion as well that I've actually just recently discovered. So I'm on TikTok, as are many. Um, And... Because of the way the algorithm works, I tend to like a lot of Star Wars stuff. And this topic kept coming up. So for me, as a white woman, I didn't think about Poe being a spice runner as anything more significant than us getting more of his story. Um, I thought, oh, they were just like planting a seed. And they want to tell a story about Poe and how he got to be such a cool and diverse pilot in like his ability to do all these things when the clock is running out for lack of a better word. I was like, great, this is awesome. But upon further interaction in the community, like I said, on TikTok is where I actually first saw somebody bring this up. Um, and, uh, people of color and in the Hispanic community pointed out that Poe being represented by a Hispanic actor 
Um, and being a spice runner relates to a big stereotype that they tend to have. Um, do you think that this is something that should be addressed um, or thought about? Because for me, when I first thought about it, um, um, like I said, I thought, cool, we're just going to get more story. But I'm not, I'm a white girl, you know? Um, I have heritage, it's Jamaican Chinese, but it's still not that heritage, you know? And um, at first when I thought about this whole topic, I was like, oh, well, it's important to deep dive because that's literally what Star Wars does. They take, they take real world issues and they address them. But at first I was also like, did they mean to do that though? Were they just planting the seed? And then people were like, hey, <laughs> hello. I Probably. I'm going to say, I mean, again, also as a white girl, I don't, I don't know what, what they were thinking and I don't want to speak for them saying right. that maybe there was something more in there and maybe there is something deeper we could dive into because you know what, that's something that I can't relate to. That's something right. a lot of us can't relate to. That's something that, you know, obviously a whole community can relate to and mm -hmm. that's our, at least understand what they were trying to pull from, mm -hmm. whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Um, well, as I said before, I love Disney. I love mm -hmm. Disney very much. They are also very, very deaf when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how to express stuff properly. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this was very well thought out. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't think that they, or if they did, I don't think that they were ever going to get into it as much as any other topic that they would have pulled up. Because again, with the... Rise of Skywalker, everything was shoehorned in. Mm -hmm. Same thing with what happened to Finn, and same thing what happened to, like, a lot of characters, but there wasn't enough time to go through things, which is why they do the comic series, which is why they have extra books, and that's why we have all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Is this a topic that they should touch upon and kind of explain better? If it, you know, makes a community understand and, like, see what they're coming from, and if it helps to, you know, make even, like, us understand what what this is, and, like, you know, the deeper side of things. Yeah. Um, Right, exactly. Yeah, because when I um, when I thought about this too, I was like, you know, we tend to, uh, and the reason that I think I had my initial thought about, oh, it's just planting a seed for more stories, I was like, but because when we look at Star Wars, we think humans and then different types of aliens. We never think of different types of humans, you know? It's never been like the impression that you get. You just get humans and then the different types of aliens as that form of diversity because it's fake and it's in space, you know? Exactly. So it's I mean, still with the stuff now, like that's like the the sequels definitely have more diversity, which is awesome. Yeah, please more of that. That's amazing. Because if you think about it, back with the original trilogy, it was three white main characters. Yeah, and even in the prequels, it was mostly white main characters. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, we had a few things speckled in there, but there really wasn't representation. Right, and now have these and like I understand Disney was trying to put more representation in there but I don't think they planned further than just look we have a female leader look right. we have you know the Spanish community we're, we're representing them look we have like I don't think it was thought out that way right that makes me sad because you know what we should celebrate cultures and we should be able to discuss things and go further into stuff but mm -hmm. I don't think they thought it through True. Yeah, that's entirely fair. We're talking about Poe, and this is something that the Hispanic community has been pointing out, and I've noticed, so I feel like it should, we have a platform, I can at least bring it up, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll move past 
Um, for any of our listeners that have thoughts on any of that, you can always reach out to the Kessel Run Weekly uh, Instagram and shoot us a message and be like, this is how I feel about it. Um, no yelling, though, because we'll block you. Don't don't yell at people. <laughs> Just be nice and have... yelling. Yeah, have a productive discussion with us. That's what we're here for. Um, so... Talking about Poe's story in general, what is your favorite part of his story so far? Um, if you have one. Completely just rash and just does his own thing and causes a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> that, pretty much that. Um, no, his story just is really exciting because he is a child of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. His parents are like huge roles in the rebellion. His mom was a pilot. His dad was like, what, a lieutenant, I think? I think like, so. He's, he is in there like that is his life um the one thing that i do love the most though about just his upbringing is his mom was such a big part of his life mm-hmm. it well up until she unfortunately passed away like he was young but like she had left that much of impression on him where he became the best pilot in the galaxy mm-hmm. like that's so cool like again star wars and it's gonna I, every time i say it's about family all i think about is red letter media making fun of it but um, it is. It's about family and like, you know, seeing that kind of thing and seeing the generations and how it affects what a child would see from, you know, their own eyes and seeing like, okay, my parents fought in this. They are skilled pilot. Like one of them is a skilled pilot, and like I'm learning from this. It's it's just it's cool. It's cool to me. I like seeing this kind of general generational thing. Yeah, I agree, and I that actually is the perfect lead in to my next question. Um, so when I was reading up, um, because like I said, I don't know that much about Poe, um, but he, his family, I guess, or he was originally part of the New Republic Defense Fleet and then defected to the Rebellion. So were his parents in the Rebellion or in both? So his mom, uh, if I recall, was in the, she's technically in the Rebellion. She was in the Alliance I think they word it as the alliance to restore the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, I think you're yeah, right. They word it differently, but she was in the rebellion. That's mm-hmm. basically how it is. Um, a lot of the stuff we learned in the book series, I forgot what it was. I think it was afterwards in that series. I don't remember what one it was. I haven't I read Aftermath yet, so I don't um, know all of them. Yeah, so we learned about, like, you know, his parents and, like, they, they were technically, technically they're in the Rebellion. If, yes. You know, because it's all still part of the Rebellion. Right. But he started out just kind of following in his parents' footsteps, trying to, you know, do what he can. And it's actually General Organa who pulls him out of it. She's like, we kind of need people to be rash, even though I think you're kind of a jerk about it. Um, but we need that kind of passionate person. So mm-hmm. she actually calls his irrationality passionate for a little bit which i always thought was funny because yeah. when like the last jedi she yells at him for it which i guess is more just like her trying to get him to be the pilot she knows he can be and the leader he can be yeah like, he is he's the leader of like these squadrons he's got to be a leader but yeah she she pulls him out of it and he defects and turns into the uh the resistance and you know that's when we see him eventually going to right. uh Laura Santeca. Right, okay, yeah, that and that helps clarify some things that I had, because I was just like, I read it, and then I was like, so where was he? <laughs> uh, both places. Um, so I did think of something while we were talking. 
and I have a more of a theory question. I tend to try and put theory questions into these little chats. Um, so my theory question is, and I'll base that off of my, this is based off of my personal thoughts entirely. When I watched The Last Jedi, is that the episode? Yes. So in the end of The Last Jedi, when he meets Rey, and he says, I know, because she says, I'm Rey, and he says, I know, and it's cute. And I felt that it was cute. My body was like, oh, <laughs> so it was just a immediate reaction. Where do you think they could have gone with that? Do you think they should have? If you disagree with me, totally let me know. Like, what's up? What do you think his, what do you think that could have led to, if anything at all? Like, romantically or just like in general? Like, in general. Could have been. Yeah. Um, like their sibling rivalry, like not rivalry, but like their sibling banter that they have in yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Me too. Um, I just thought it was very cute. Mm -hmm. It's a shame we didn't get to see, I think that's mostly just what my gripe is with The Last Jedi. I get we were on our three solo missions right. between each character, but we didn't, we don't get to see Rey and Poe interact because mm -hmm. with The Force Awakens, they, they don't really get to do anything. Yeah. Um, in The Last Jedi, they get maybe two seconds together mm. and then suddenly they're best friends. I wish they, you know, just kind of fleshed yeah. it out a little bit more. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I think that they were better off as, like, a sibling relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, just having, like, that cute little banter between each other. Yeah. Now, if I want to talk about who should have had a romantic thing with Poe. Yes, go off. Very adamant about Finn Poe. I, I am so mad that that did not happen. Yeah. It's such an interesting concept i was just like oh like this is so cool like they're becoming buddies so this must mean that like finn maybe finn come, becomes a pilot or you know i was thinking very surface level at all which is why it even surprised me when i thought about poe and ray because i was like i don't ever care romance in star wars has never been something that's at my forefront of my mind when i think of star wars like even han and leia for me was just very like surface level i kind of brushed it off it wasn't like deeper point of them which is nice like han and leia had that relationship and a lot of that stuff did get fleshed out in bloodline uh, mm -hmm. with that which was great reading that i highly recommend it if people haven't read that um, yeah but their relationship wasn't it wasn't the typical like thing that you see in these kind of fantasy and sci-fi movies mm -hmm. where it's like oh we're so in love look at us everything's great like it yeah. was it's how love really is like just like I hate you, stop trying to kiss me, but also, hi, I love you. Like, yeah. You know, that kind of relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, at first I thought it was cute in The Force Awakens, like, their banter together, mm -hmm. and then just the way that, like, they interacted, and I guess, I don't know, because, um, surprise, I hope this doesn't ruin the podcast, but I'm gay. No, um, well. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, I guess because it's just not, it's just something I'm used to in, right. like, like, seeing gay couples and, mm -hmm. like, wanting that representation and i know at first i was probably like reaching for it because i'm like please just represent me in something no. um and then just the way that they interacted from then and even though they didn't have too much in the last jedi together mm -hmm. just the chemistry together yeah and then the rise of skywalker the first like the first like 10 minutes of the movie is them just like being a couple basically yeah and it's like why couldn't we get that right like, why, why couldn't we get it so you know, they even played it as that. Um, Oscar Isaac and uh, John Boyega even said, like, we played it as a relationship because that's just how it that's felt. That's how it like felt. It. Yeah. And it's 
it's the thing like you know it's nice as i said before it's nice to see representation mm-hmm. but that's not really representation if you're not actually going to do it right like when they have a gay couple in the background it was like a two-second thing like just kind of like look we're here and that's the same thing with the spice running thing and you know the other stuff like we're here but are we actually here just because we're yes. showing up doesn't mean that's such a good way to put it because for me, and I think it's, I'm just like, I love having these conversations because it sparks so many different thoughts. It's so interesting to me because I, I'm straight, but versus somebody in the community who notices it, who feels it, who lives it every single day can connect to that in the movie. You know what I mean? Like my brain doesn't immediately connect to that. Even though I'm an ally, it doesn't mean the same thing. When I think about it, and so, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting to think about that sheer fact of, like, that is something that immediately clicked with you, and for me, I I also would love for that to have happened, but it was an afterthought, not, like, a feeling, you know? And my, uh, my roommate, her and I always have that conversation, because now any time that we, like, watch the movies or anything, we just, like, scream, general boyfriends, because when they did the general interaction, we were like, oh, it's so cute, and we were, like, losing our minds. That would have been really good. Like, it would have been smart, it would have added to both of their stories, even if it was past, present, and future of their stories, you know, and it just, like, such a minute detail as a relationship like Han and Leia. That's a minute detail to me. It doesn't have anything to do... Well, it does. But, like, it doesn't have deep roots into Star Wars, you know? Yeah, it's not what the entire thing's about. It's yeah. just that extra but little thing that's happening. Yeah, it's good. It's like, icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even so much, like, you know, people... I don't know, it's just an argument I guess I have all the time about this, because, like, people will argue, well, why do they need to be gay? Why do, why do we need to have relationships at all? Well, why do you need to have straight relationships? Like, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And if we introduce it more, even in, like, this kind of capacity, I think that would help even younger generations to understand that, even mm-hmm. if they are straight. Because, you know, something like, I'm used to seeing it, so I'm mm-hmm. just constantly like, okay, this is what I want them to do. I want them to be gay. I want them to be together. Because right. that makes sense for their characters. Like, mm-hmm. they, the way they interact and how they are. But it's not something that I think I would have even recognized mm-hmm. if this movie had come out when I was younger. Like, it, because it's just not in media. You don't right. see it a lot. So yeah. I think if we slowly expose that more and, like, give it a chance and have actual representation... Mm-hmm. Because you know, then it becomes something that clicks with everyone. Yeah. They're just like, oh, this is a good moment. This is a thing that's happening. And um, we get, I was thinking, I was retracing my thoughts, but um, we get Ray and Kylo. Well, Ray and Ben. So, like, why don't we get Finn and Poe? Yeah. Why don't we get Finn and Poe? Like, it's, it's all fine. You know? I think if we just, like I said, if we just slowly introduce things to people and just have it be not like a beacon of just yeah they're gay look at them but have our kids be exposed to it so yeah what at the end of the day it's no longer here's two gays guys in love it's here's two people in love yeah and that's how it should be yes exactly i love that um and i was honestly i was hoping that you wanted to talk about this because i wanted to talk about it yeah i wanted to talk about it too and i was like that's because it's such it's such a hot topic around them, but, like, it's a hot topic about the industry in general, but, um, just in general, thinking about Oscar, and I haven't seen any of the, uh, 
interviews where he talks about it. I haven't, like, I want to look for them, but I don't even, like, know where to find, like, the full interviews, and I hate just watching little clips because I don't know how they were cut, you know? Okay, so I'm like... Context of, like, what the thing is. Yeah. But it's funny because a lot of even the cut, con- like, stuff that you do see is that context. Yeah. He is so disappointed that oh. this did not happen that way. Wow. The two of them are. Like, yeah. They, they played it as that. It made sense to them. They were like, finally, this kind of representation. We're finally getting there. Something is happening. And then it was just taken away. Like, they just pulled the rug out of them. Like, yeah. it, it made sense for the two of them. They read the script and it's like, okay, this is the, these characters. They're, they're clearly in love. And yeah. Nothing. Dang. Absolutely nothing. I wonder, do you, okay, so a theory question, I guess, or, or maybe even just like a, a hopeful thought question. Uh, do you think that they will do anything with it ever? With the two of them? Uh, yeah. Probably not in uh, visual media. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a book, maybe in a comic. It's it's the same thing that, like, the same issue arises in comic books in general. Mm-hmm. We just don't get representation. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's not like, you know, they're, slowly we're getting a lot more. It's just when it comes to something that's already a property versus mm-hmm. your own individual idea, Right. getting budge is the biggest problem alienating fans well you've been alienating us for years so why can't you just yeah you know do this yeah exactly well and it's it's uh interesting you bring up the comics too because i haven't read the dr afro comics but that my friend uh, grace um i feel like her and i had uh it was a very short-lived conversation but we were talking about it and she's like dr afro is like one of the few pieces of representation and she's in a comic I was like, that makes sense, because I ha- don't read those, so I didn't even know that that relationship or her relationships existed, because I yeah, hadn't read them yet. Which is so sad, because, like, a lot of the good stuff, I-, I get it, you have, and it's the same thing that I've talked about with Marvel, too, just, mm-hmm. you have two and a half hours to fit, like, a hundred comics worth of story into that short time, so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is always going to get, you know, you know, passed over, you're not going to see these things, mm-hmm. but... And that's why we have, you know, all these books and we have all these comics and we have all these different types of media when it comes to Star Wars because there's just so much you can't fit into, you know, the two and a half, three hour mark because mm-hmm. there's three characters you have to pay attention to, like three main characters. They all have their own stories and mm-hmm. technically one of them is your main, main character, kind of right. like Luke was. But I feel like they did it a lot better with the original trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. we weren't so empty on these characters. Like, we had an understanding of who they were, but a lot of what we know about these characters also comes from the extra stuff, like finding out about Han and Leia's relationship and that they do separate, they don't stay together forever, happened in a book. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of the stuff that we find out about why, you know, Ben Solo turns to Kylo Ren. It's coming out in a comic, yeah. It's in comics, like, it's sad, but, like, these interesting little things we don't learn about unless we read something else. Yeah. Which, again, I get it, but... I'd like, I'd like to have a little bit more. Because that, that's also how people found out about Palpatine being a clone. Like, yeah. how do you explain that Yeah. in a movie? There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so... It's... I've been think, reflecting on this, too, because I actually had a conversation with a friend, um, and he was just like, what, what was good about this trilogy? And I'm like, there were so many things to love about this trilogy. I love this new trilogy. Not as much as I love the originals, not as much as, well, maybe as much as I love the prequels. I do love the prequels a lot, but, like, I mean, I've watched Rise of Skywalker at least four times since it's come out, like, on, at home. 
Um, and that's not including me buying it on digital because I wanted to watch it and I was impatient about it. <laughs> but like I, I do, I love the sequels, but I do see the holes and I see the the emptiness of the moments that could have been more full. Like I don't like the, the Canto Bite sequence, um, yeah. but I do think that a side adventure with Finn and Rose could have gone differently and it still it would have been a better than what they gave us and then i don't like where they took rose i wish that she had been more present but um not i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna take those and like knock down the whole trilogy because of it you know i'm i'm disappointed in parts but to me they got to the end that they wanted um whether or not that was great or good or okay or whatever but um it's just yeah there's so many things that they could have put in that they didn't and i think that's really the big reflection that i've had it's like as much as i love the trilogy i do also recognize that like instead of this they could have done this you know and it's yeah yeah right exactly and it doesn't and i prefacing this or not even preface but like just asterisking this for like our listeners like when we talk about the things, I like to have these conversations because even though we're here talking about Poe, we're also deep diving into the franchise and that's what our listeners even come here for, you know? They want to they wanna talk about Star Wars. Um, and it's important to recognize that, like, just because you have qualms with things does not mean that you dislike it. Or yeah, you, you dislike a, like it. hate everything about, like, the last movie and still be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. There's no reason Yeah, and it's... And, there's no reason we keep it positive at Kessel Run Weekly. There's no reason to get mad at other people either. Uh, big, big disclaimer, because that for me has been a big thing, just like in the Star Wars community. I, I moderate a Facebook page. I moderate two, technically, because I moderate ours um, as the Kessel Run Weekly page. Um, and just being a podcaster, being a cosplayer, there are lots of things that you can face and interact with um, positively and negatively in the Star Wars community. And I think it's important for... fellow fans to recognize like if you're in that situation get yourself out of that situation um defend yourself but not to the point where it's messing with you and also don't be afraid to have those conversations like i kimmy and i have never talked about star wars until now you know so we get to have this gear conversation about our views on this movie and it's the first time we're each hearing our own points of view and that to me is like the best part about star wars I think that's what I love about Star Wars, too, is that, like, for as negative as the community can be on certain things, like, you know, especially when The Rise of Skywalker came out, there was so much toxicity on the internet, because everyone was like, either you hated it, or you loved it, and if you did one or the other, the other side hated you. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no in-between. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're all Star Wars fans. It doesn't matter how long you've been watching Star Wars for. It doesn't matter if, you know, every little thing from every date to you know, every detail, it doesn't matter if you're brand new and this is the first time you're watching the entire series. Mm-hmm. The fact that we can sit down and talk about things on any different level, whether it's, you know, going into the lack of Finpo mm-hmm. or, you know, about Dameron's background or just the lack of representation, but how we can do better. Mm-hmm. That's just, there's more to this than just a space show. Yeah, there's exactly. So yeah. Flip, and flip it to be positive, too. Just like you said, like, it's it's creating ideas and excitement around doing better like um 
for me, one of the biggest things in uh, the cosplay community is people bashing on people of color, cosplaying somebody that isn't a person of color. And it's like, first of all, not your place to tell somebody that they can't cosplay oh, yeah. someone. Cosplay is for everybody. It doesn't matter what your background is. Cosplay who you want to cosplay. Just have fun. If you love a character, you should be allowed to cosplay them. It doesn't matter if you look exactly like them or if, you know, you're doing your own interpretation. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point of fan love. Yeah, that's the best part. show how much you love something. You shouldn't be told you can't do that. Yeah. It's for everybody. Yeah. Kimmy, have you ever been to Star Wars Celebration? No, and I wanted to go, and I'm moving to Florida so I can be closer to it. That might be one of the big reasons I'm moving there. Nice. I, I just, I want to. I want to go so badly. I just never, it never worked out time-wise. I, so I have tickets for California. It still hasn't been canceled. Yeah. But it's gonna. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's not, maybe they're gonna like cut down the size. They're gonna be like, all right, only a few of you can come. We'll have another yeah. one. Um, I don't really know what's gonna happen. I canceled a few things that were scheduled around it being in California, but um, it's one of the best, most positive places I've ever been for the Star Wars community. And I know it's not helping that there isn't gonna be one that you can go to this yeah. year, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> But when you get the chance to go, uh, it it's awesome. I yeah. have never had a bad interaction at Celebration. Uh, Which is awesome, because we're amazing. all just there for the same thing. Yeah. We're there for Star Wars. And, yeah. like, I've watched videos from Star Wars Celebration, because that's usually when, like, the trailers get released. Mm. I don't like watching just the trailer. I like watching it with the fan reactions going yeah. on in the background. So, you like, you have this big crowd. And, like, especially with the last one, when you first heard the Emperor laugh. Yeah. That chills. I'm getting chills now. Just yeah. Just, like, thinking about it again. Just the reaction and, like, all of that energy coming from the crowd. It's like, these are my people. They yeah. get it. They get yes. me excited. <laughs> exactly. It's, oh, it's so worth it. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I don't know where the next celebration is going to be, but hopefully there's one in Florida so that you can go to it. Because <laughs> they, they've done Orlando before, and I... Mm. I think twice now. Please come back. Yeah, yeah. I think twice now. My luck, they're going to have it here whenever I leave here. Oh, no. (laughs) But it'll be fine. I'm going no matter what. I think my mom and I had that conversation because I didn't want to go to Celebration by myself, so I dragged her to it, and now it's, like, our thing. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. And I was like, Mom, like, even if it's in London again, we're going. I don't care where we ought to fly to, we're going. (laughs) So. Sounds so exciting. Yeah. Um, my last question for you about Poe, um, just so we end on a Poe note, because I, as much as I love all of it, we're ending on a Poe note. Um, what do you hope to see for his future? Um, I want to see more, I guess, just his life and his adventures and what he does next. Like, you know, he had so much potential, like he hasn't gotten to that point that Leia wanted him to be at because mm-hmm. she thought she obviously saw potential in him she saw what he could be oh yeah which is why she like we all know her General Organa does not just entrust anybody with like important tasks like this mm-hmm. she sent him to find the most important piece to finding Luke Skywalker yes like he has been she trusted him with leaving the the black squadron like she trusted him with everything so she saw what he could do mm-hmm. and like in the comics, you start to see a lot of him, his growth, and becoming the man he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I want to see that. I want to see him get there, and I want to see how, like, because you know everyone's experiences shapes us to how we how we grow and how we become. So seeing him be this cocky pilot that like he knows he's so good because his mom was the best pilot. He learned from her. He is the right hand man to General Organa, and like seeing his progression and seeing him become the man that she expected him to be that's what I want him to be yeah no that's uh that's awesome yeah I get I get chills thinking about that because he's <laughs> he's such a good character yes. um like and he's not even supposed to be here which is the best part he's yeah I just saw I just saw like information about that and I was just mm-hmm. like wait huh yeah. <laughs> That he was not supposed to live after they crashed on yeah. Jakku, and now he's one of the most prolific characters. He is in—he's in the three. The he's, three. Characters. He is the three. Yeah. Yeah. He—he he just. I don't know. Oscar Isaac brought that character to life. He did such a great job, and that's you know he's—he embodied that cocky character. And oh yeah. He, but without being like a jerk about it, he mm-hmm. was just you know he meant well. Yeah. He just knew he was really good at it. Yeah. So it's exciting to see him grow and become what he needs to be like the last jedi started to show us that Mm -hmm. because he you know instead of rushing out there to help he was like no we gotta go we gotta leave this is this is all part of the plan yeah so you know getting to see that even though it kind of reverted in the rise of skywalker where Mm -hmm. he was still a little nervous yeah yeah that's still good because it's not like he just suddenly overnight turned into this character he's still that you know that character that we first saw yeah but i want to see him keep going. I want to see him keep growing yeah. and go on crazy missions. And I want him to be in love with Finn, but that's, that's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. You know, here's hoping, because it could. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could. The they absolutely could write it write it into yeah. a story. Um, I would love to see Poe... I'd love to also see that, like, his his development um, into the man that he is in the movies that we see. Um, but I would also just love to see um, post Rise of Skywalker, what him, Finn and Rey, and then him himself are gonna do as far as the rebellion, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, he's not a political leader. Yeah, yeah like... Who leads them? The rebellion is gone. They blew up when the Star Killer destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, where do you go? Yeah. The New Republic's gone. Like, the Star Killer, that blew up in the first one. Mm-hmm. There's no First Order. Is it, is history just going to repeat itself again? Like, right. what, what do you do? What, yeah. What, what happens? Especially, too, with, like, the political parties of Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, now with the First Order, there's probably some politics going on somewhere. Like, oh, people yeah. are arguing about it, but they're not doing anything about it. And now Poe's like, I've been through this war. Is he going to decide, like, I've got to go be political now? Or is he going to just be like, we should just, like, go be free and then, like, defend people that need it, maybe? I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. that seems like what he would do, you know? Not be political about it and just be like, all right, we got to go. Bye. Yeah, no. He would be more of, like, the Han Solo type character who, you know, gets brought into this world of politics mm-hmm. and then just goes, I got to go. Yeah. I can't do this. Like, yeah. that's not for me. Um, but I don't think all, out of the three of them, any of them are that kind of character where they would rise up and be a political figure and help yeah. lead. Like, Ray went to Tatooine. She's going to stay there for a while. She's yeah. not coming back. She's no. going to be alone. Um, Finn's not really a political leader. Yeah, he doesn't, he's still figuring his life out too. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. 
thing. Like, he, he didn't have an arc in the third one, basically. Like, he just suddenly apparently is Force-sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, great. This <laughs> is good for you. Um, yeah, so it's, it's like, where... These three characters, I don't think, fit that role. So mm-hmm. where do we go? How, yeah. What happens? Now what? Yeah. It's like at the end of uh, Finding Nemo. Uh, is it Finding Nemo? Where they allow the fish roll out uh, to the street in their little bags. They get yeah. into the ocean. It's still in the bags. And they're just like, now what? Yeah. What yeah. Literally what's next. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this has been a really productive conversation. And I appreciate you being here, Kimmy. Thanks for having me. This is good. I was afraid at first. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then it turned into Pinto, so it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I honestly, I was nervous too. And like, I, I mean, I've been doing podcasting for a while. I feel like a year now at least. Um, And I'm still nervous. Every time I'm writing questions or anything or like trying to figure out how to flow a conversation, I'm like, all right, well, like, I guess this will work. And then it just, it just happens. You know, it's always, yeah, it's always authentic. And I, I love that. Um. So thank you for being here, and do you want to plug your social media and everything? Oh, sure. You can find me, um, I guess, on everything, like Twitter and Twitch at Kimmy Hazard. That's it. Perfect. It's not that hard to find me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Kimmy's awesome. If you haven't seen any other content besides this episode, we do have a stream with her, like I said. I think we did it last week, which I think when this episode comes out, it'll be like two weeks ago. But it's on our Twitch page, um, twitch.tv slash Weekly, or like she said, twitch.tv slash Kimmy Hazard. Um, so feel free to check her out, send us any questions if you have questions or concerns, um, that you want us to relate to Kimmy or just reach out to her. Don't forget that you follow me personally at cjerica on Instagram and cjerica95 on Twitter. Um, my blog is up and running. Star Wars Sunday is active. Um, the Kyber Crystal with two L's dot wordpress.com. Um, so check that out there. Leave comments, leave likes, share with your friends. And then don't forget to follow the main channel at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then join our Facebook group. It is called the Kessel Crew, or just Kessel Crew. Um, KRW is in parentheses so that you know you've reached the right spot. Thanks for listening to Kessel Run Weekly. And may the force be with you. Always.